A smart person learns from their mistakes. A wise person learns from others' mistakes. Welcome to the My Mistakes Podcast. We cover the lessons learned from the mistakes we've made in business so you won't do the same. I'm Chris Chanchuli. Today's guest is Nicholas Barely. He's the founder and CEO of The Billion Dollar Body. He's helped over 600 men achieve their fitness goals and weight loss, helping them to build their health and their confidence. He's the author of The Modern Day Businessman and the co-host to a top-rated podcast called The Billion Dollar Body. This episode is being brought to you by Don Pablo Coffee, specialty-grade beans roasted in small batches. It's a better cup of coffee. Get yours at Amazon or at DonPabloCoffee.com. Joining us today on the My Mistakes podcast, we have someone that I've interviewed before and I'm looking forward to speaking to again because he's always offering great tidbits of advice. So today on the My Mistakes podcast, we have Nicholas Barely. Thank you so much for joining us. Dude, I know it's just because you're like, man, this guy makes so many mistakes. He's going to be so, it's so easy to get him to come back on. I wonder how many mistakes <laughs> he's made since the last one, which it is very true though, man. I, I've built my life off of mistakes. I've been quoted many times making your message. And I've been blessed by that fact. But the only reason I got that term was because I made my message that could help other people. And I'm excited to help other people get over those mistakes and see that they're really just stepping stones, right? They're the materials that you build your life upon. They're not things that we get told are bad things growing up. We get told that, oh, if you just don't make any mistakes and you end up getting to the end of your life in a good place, like everything's going to be great. No, that is not the great way to live. It takes mistakes. You have to miss baskets to start making free throws. You have to be able to ride a motorcycle and fall over to know your limits and be able to push them. And I appreciate you for putting this whole thing together so that we can go through some of those things here today. So addressing what you just said, what is something that you were told when you were younger that was something that you believe that you later learned was not the case? So dude, I struggled from when I was very little not believing myself. Now, most people, the problem right now is that most of us think that we know what we struggle with. The problem really is that we actually only see what we see and we don't see what we don't see, right? Very profound. At the time, I looked at everyone else and I thought they don't believe in me. I thought my dad didn't believe in me. I thought people underestimated me and I thought that I believed in me. But really, because I didn't believe in myself, every single time that someone else said something that would relay that same message, I thought, see, look, it, they don't believe in me. And it took me many years, two decades actually, till I was 27 years old. So this last year, to realize that actually I struggled with me not believing in me. And what that showed up as is anytime people did believe in me, I didn't believe it. And anytime that anyone didn't believe in me or I thought they didn't, it just further reaffirmed what I already believed. And what I believed was that if you fail, then I am a failure. And that got me to stop taking risks and instead focused on things that were only controllable. And I never took any opportunities where I could possibly fail in other people. Example, I wouldn't take the speaking opportunities because, I, man, I was just, what if someone is there that sees that I'm really not that good? Or what if I try to do a new program and I try to sell it and it doesn't fill up? So I wouldn't do in-person events. I thought, oh, well, if I do a virtual event online, then if I don't sell anyone, no one will know. 
And then like, I'm not totally a failure. I was so afraid to fail. I was so afraid of failing others. And I realized that it was actually something that had to do with me and I had to move into a prosperity mindset. So for a long time, I struggled with that. You can actually build a business out of the fear of failure and, and scarcity, yet you will not build a life that's worth modeling and you will build your life on a house of cards rather than on a foundation of stone that you can build upon. And what were some of the events that took place that helped you to begin to establish or build that confidence in yourself? Great question. So there was one big thing. One, I didn't talk to my father for about three years. And I did this because I thought he didn't believe in me. He's 13 years old. We had a big falling out. And I found out something crazy later. I found out that I asked myself, I rode motocross. That was my goal, to be a professional motocross racer. My dad always pushed me, but I thought that he didn't believe in me. And so I asked myself this question, did my dad want to see me get hurt? And the simple answer was, of course not. Even if it was just so that he didn't have to handle the hospital bills, you know, like he was going to have to pay for that stuff. So I knew that he didn't want me to get hurt. So then I asked myself, if he didn't want me to get hurt and he kept pushing me, does that mean that he believed in me? And the answer was yes. And I realized in that moment that, oh my goodness, I had it flipped. I thought he didn't believe in me, so I didn't talk to him for three years. Really, I didn't believe in me, and I blamed it on him. And as soon as he said anything that was like, oh, you could do this better, I'm like, you don't believe in me. So the first thing was recognizing something that I didn't see before. We talked about earlier that you don't know what you don't know. This is one of the best parts of mentorship. When I got a, a golf mentor and I started golfing with pro golfers, I couldn't see my swing but they could see it from an outside perspective, not only an outside perspective, they know how to swing well. So there's a lot of people out there that can look at your crap in your life and say, oh, you do this wrong, you do that wrong. But they've never done anything different. So it's just two cents. And guess what? Two cents from other people is usually only worth two cents. But when someone can recognize it, help point it out with you, walk you through it because they've already been through it and overcome it, that's how you get to the next level. So that was number one. Number two, Because of all of this, I didn't put myself out there. I was struggling in business for years, man. Like three years, I never made, sold more than $3,000 in a month. Never, never, ever, ever. I made $19,000 and $21,000. And then two years later, we crossed a million dollars in sales. Like it was this huge like difference, right? One of the biggest things that most people don't know. It seems so woo-woo, seems so dumb. But I was like, why would any successful people buy from me want to hang out with me or teach me if I'm not successful. They say, you're the five people you hang around. What am I going to be? The guy that drags everyone down? I was a carpet cleaner that made $20,000 a year. I, I was not seeing the results and I was super frustrated by that. And so one day I went to my house. I was never confident on podcasts like this speaking. And because of that, I didn't make any sales. I wasn't confident in my product, so I didn't make any sales. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I wasn't confident in my message, my transformation. And the list went on. I did not believe in myself. So I laid down on my carpet one day. I turned on music. I said, I'm not leaving this spot. I will die of starvation and dehydration in this spot until I see what my future looks like. I'm going to get a hold of my future and know where I'm going. Because if I know where I'm going and I know and I'm confident that that's going to happen, I'm going to see my future. Because really, our mind doesn't know the difference between our current reality and the reality in our mind. This is why if you do the experiment with having a fake lemon in your hand and you squeeze it in your mouth, your mouth's going to water. Your brain believes it's real, even though it's not even there. It actually, the reality inside of your mind is actually more powerful than the reality outside of your mind. And what most people don't know is that the reality outside of your mind, meaning the reality around us, will only confirm what you already believe internally anyway, and it will create more of that reality meaning that you could either be shaped by the reality around you, reconfirming negative beliefs that you already have about yourself and your future and what you can do, 
Or you can start having better beliefs about yourself and what you can do and where you're going. And then your external reality will actually change to align with that internal reality all the time. I started seeing these visions, man, of like me on this yacht with my family and everyone connected. And I started asking myself, is he confident in his message? Is he confident in his business? Does he care what people think of him? And I got so convinced in that moment, dude, of where I was going that I started asking myself, what if I switched places with that person? What if I switched places with someone that already was successful? Another way to put this, man, to, so that everyone understands, is if I were to ask people to look back one year ago, are you smarter, faster, more confident at what you do now compared to a year ago? What about five years ago? What if you could go back to when you were in high school and play high school sports again with the newfound knowledge and expertise that you now know? What if you go back to when you were five years old and you know everything that you know now and you live life, you realize some of the things that you were afraid that were going to happen didn't happen. So you're no longer afraid of them because you've already seen it happen before. You already know that you're going to make it. You already know that you're going to be successful because you're literally looking at the beginning from the end. Now fast forward to it the other way. I got really clear on where I was going. I saw where I was at from the end. And I literally played this game and I still do to this day from seeing I already am confident where I'm going because I already know what's going to happen. I don't care who buys. I don't care who listens because I've already seen that reality and I've switched places with my future self. I started getting on podcasts confidently knowing my message was going to change lives because I already saw it. I started seeing confidence in myself when it came to my writing, my programs, all these things, and my reality started changing all around me. That was the biggest thing is I changed my internal identity, which started shifting my external world. There's things that I call I am statements. I'm doing a talk at my event, BDB Live, about this. What are the most important I am statements that you can have? And many are creating your identity. And so when you create your identity, the world around you will shift to your current identity. Never use an I am. I am blank. I am cold. Never use an I am that can't stand for eternity. I am cold can be changed if you get put in a warm room. Now I am hot. Great. Like people say, I am broke, as if it's like something that lasts for eternity. I am broken. I am whatever. And dude, those things can be shifted. It could change. As soon as if I were to give you money right now, you're no longer freaking broke. So stop using I am statements that shape your life that do not last for eternity. I shift my identity, shifted who I was, and started shifting my results. Okay. So taking that example, if you use an I am statement such as I am confident, is that one you would use? Totally. Because would you want that to define you for the rest of eternity? Absolutely, dude. That's a great definition. I am prosperous. I have shirts and mugs that say, I am a money magnet. I'm a three-dimensional businessman, which is our definition of prospering health, wealth, and relationships. I am a great speaker. What do you want to be? But even more than that, if you can get a vision for where you're going, you don't have to start thinking, this is who I want to be. I want to be confident in speaking. I want to be a great speaker. I want to be prosperous. Well, then you're always waiting until rather than saying that you are. And again, it's not faking it till you make it when you're confident in where you're going. So what would you say to someone who uses an I am statement as far as confidence goes, but they've experienced certain things in life that have shook their confidence? What is advice you'd give to someone that feels they were, but not currently at that point? How does someone regain that confidence? First off is what type of tree do you want to be and and what type of fruit do you want to produce? How's that working for you? If it's not working well, then you might want to try something different. The second thing is that ultimately, 
at the end of the day, we have two options for everyone listening. I have this option every single day. I teach people how to be a three-dimensional businessman, prospering in health, wealth, and relationships. Do I do that every day? No. So I have two options. Do I change my expectations and what I should do in my life based on my experiences? Oh, I'm going to be a two-dimensional businessman because it's really impossible to be a three-dimensional businessman every single day. I mean, what if things get really crazy and blah, 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 blah. All these excuses to change our expectations of how we should live life to meet our current reality rather than having standards in our life where I'm saying, this is the standard I have for my life to be healthy, to provide for my family, to be great husband, to have a prosperous business. And even if my current reality is not matching up with that, I'm not going to change my expectations that I have for myself and the standard that I live my life by, by my current circumstances, because they can always change. And so I consistently look at those things. The second thing is you always find what you look for, man. When I I had a a client of mine that had sold over a billion dollars of his own products, and this guy was lacking confidence. Could you imagine? It's like, why are you lacking confidence? He's like, well, my business isn't as big. I went through a big breakup, and now I don't have my wife, and my business isn't as big as it used to be, and blah, 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 blah. And I go, just one second. Let me ask you this question. Have you grown since you were at the top of your business game? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm way smarter now. Are you more self-aware? Have you grown as a person? Like, And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm way smarter, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you're allowing something out of your control to define who you are. Meaning that that person that's feeling that, man, I've, I've tried this before, but I got punched in the face, right? Like, like reality hit us. Well, at the end of the day, if I were to give you a six pack for free right now, boom, you got a six pack. You're looking all good. You probably feel more confident. If I were to give you a billion dollars, put it in your bank account and you see it in your phone and you're like, oh my gosh, I got a billion dollars. You'd be confident in your message. You wouldn't care if people bought from you, all this stuff. If I were to give you the perfect relationship, whatever it is, well, guess what? What if I rip it all away from you? I take that billion dollars back out of your bank account. Are you less confident? The answer is yes, but have you changed? No, you're still the same guy before you had the billion dollars as after you had the billion dollars. If anything, you're probably a little bit smarter because you're a little bit older. You've learned things since you got the billion dollars in your account. Yet what happens is we allow our circumstances now and environments outside of our control to dictate who we are and our identity, which means that when things are going good, we feel confident. And when things are going bad, they're not. For me, I know I am prosperous. I look at myself as if I already have the billion dollars in the account but I also don't care. Like That's not where I'm getting my confidence from, but I know where I'm going. So if I have an up day or down day, it does not matter because I know who I am. So digging yourself into, one, what does success look like? Two, if I feel more confident with the billion dollars in my account and then less confident without it, but I haven't changed, well, then what if I just stopped caring about what the account looked like. And I started focusing on what I can control, which is progressing, learning, growing my skills, talents, and abilities that help contribute to the results that I want. So most time when people goal set for health or business or whatever, they go, oh, I want to make this much money or I want to lose this much weight. But could you imagine someone going to a freaking gym and going, running around going, oh, lose 60 pounds, oh, and not working out and having a plan? Like that's dumb. So really, we need to have goals or what we want and then build a plan. And then after we build a plan, we focus on the plan, what we can control. And then we audit the plan every once in a while to see, is this giving me results towards what I want? But too many people are focusing on things they cannot control rather than focusing on what they can 
continuing to grow. And as they grow, the business will grow. As they grow, the relationship will grow. And also focusing on the things that are going well, right? Focusing on gratefulness. Every time I've had anxiety or anything, I make a list of 20 things every day that I'm grateful for. Why? Because we're just usually focusing on the wrong things. I've had times where I've made most amount of money in my life or been in good shape or whatever. And I'm still focusing on things that make me feel like it's not enough because I'm still focusing on what's missing. And if you look for it, you're always going to find it. If you had to pick one incident or one decision you made that you learned the most from because it was a huge mistake or just stupid, what comes to mind? Many things, right? One thing that I learned from that's really crappy that I can't change is I was at school. I was in guitar class for three years in high school. I played guitar with the same person all the time. Then all of a sudden, it was my fourth year of high school. Things had changed. I didn't want to do the guitar class anymore. And there was a girl that I wrote music with for three years straight that I passed every single day on my way to my last period. Every single day, I was self-conscious, meaning I was conscious of myself only. And I was so nervous. I was overweight. I wasn't in good shape. I always thought, what is she thinking of me? Uh, should I say hi? Should I not? Should I act like I'm too cool to talk to her? Whatever. All of a sudden, one day, I'm at church for the first time in my life, actually. And which is, this is like the worst thing that could ever happen. If you're like at church, you're like, my life's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, I got a phone call saying that my friend had hung herself. And I had to sit there with the, the crappy reality of knowing that she didn't have anything positive to think about when she sat there with whatever she had around her neck. I mean, think about it. When you jump off of a cliff into water, you hesitate like a million times because your body is like, if you do this, you could get hurt. So you got to break past that to jump. She had to do the same thing. And she couldn't think of one good reason to live. I started asking myself, what would I have had to say to her walking past her or checking in with her that she would have thought of me and said, you know what, maybe I should call him. But I never did because I was self-conscious. That's a pretty shitty thing. But that got me to one, save another person's life. And two, motivated me to start my business and relentlessly pursue getting the message out there because I know how it can impact the people and I'm not going to allow that self-consciousness to keep me from getting the message out there into the world. That is a really sad one too. I go more in depth in my book, Modern Day Businessman on that because I hate to like surface level talk about that logically. That has made me cry more times than pretty much anything I've ever talked about. So number two, dude, is I was carpet cleaning a few years ago and I remember... I'm stopping at this lady's house. This is insane. So I'm carpet cleaning. The lady leaves her house and says, can you leave me a business card? I said, oh, absolutely. No worries. So I finish up. I pack up the van. I start driving off and I'm like, oh, I forgot the business card. So I stop on the side of the road and I'm trying to get the business card. And I pick up the business card finally. I write on the back my number and I jump out of my van. I jump over the wall. I run into her house. I put the business card on the, the table. I run out the house, lock it up, jump over the thing. And my van's gone. I was like, dude, someone are you kidding me? Like $50,000 carpet cleaning van. And someone freaking stole my van from like 30 seconds of me running into this house. All of a sudden I started hearing all these like horns and I'm like, what's that? And I look to my right and I never put the van in park. So now this $50,000 massive carpet cleaning van is driving itself down the road into oncoming traffic, into rich neighborhoods that I'm like, thinking Tesla, Maserati, like this thing's going to run into their cars. All of a sudden I hear a crunch and I'm freaking out. I'm like running with adrenaline. I jumped through the bushes. I cut myself. I, I realized that the van had only hit this like wooden fence and stopped because it's so heavy that I didn't feel it take off, right? It was like 
so heavy that it gradually took off. It wasn't like your normal parked car. But I was also afraid that it was going to just steamroll through everything. So I back up and I look at everyone. I shrug. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I freak out. I take off. Man, my legs are shaking on the, on the gas pedal. When I hit the brake, my legs are just shaking convulsively like crazy. And all the things that could have gone wrong, I felt like such an idiot. And the reason why is because it was a dumb mistake. But I can tell you one thing, man. I've never not checked for park ever again since then on every single vehicle and even have gone back to double check after that. It scarred me, but it taught me a lesson. And that's more of a dumb one. And it freaking sucks, dude. And you never know, like things like that can happen all the time. And they are sometimes really costly. And I'm just very grateful that it wasn't worse than it was. And you can count your blessings because it could have ended much different to where it's not a funny story, but a tragic story. So, And there's no difference, dude. Like that's what's crazy is it could have been a very tragic story. I thought about kids. I thought about all this stuff. And I'm like, man, like other people aren't as fortunate when it comes to this, like something bad could happen, but it was the same action right? Like same stupid mistake. And it happens. And people do it when they run red lights. People do it when they turn and don't look like simple mistakes. And so it all comes back to being present. And both of those are really freaking dumb mistakes. And I've had many more, man. What's the name of your book? You mentioned that. I want to make sure to let people know where they can read more about you. Yeah. I talk a lot about your message, your message. And I've, I've used a lot of these things that I've gone through and overcome as a way to help other people that are going through the same thing to overcome it quicker. And inside the book, The Modern Day Businessman, which is on Amazon and moderndaybusinessman.com, I break those things down inside of my life and go in depth on on how my friend's loss of life probably is going to save millions of lives. And for anyone that isn't aware, what is the Billion Dollar Brotherhood and where can people learn more about that? or find more about yourself? Awesome question, man. I appreciate that. Obviously, the modern day businessman is how you get connected to me also on Instagram, Nicholas Barely. But inside of the Billion Dollar Brotherhood, what I've created is I saw that after coaching 600 men to lose weight in the past, I realized that there was three areas that we cannot outsource. Health, no one's going to eat for you. No one's going to drink for you. You get help, but you can't outsource it. Relationships, no one's going to date your wife for you, so you probably should get good at it. Inside a business, our vision. So each man inside the community is a business owner and each man wants to be three-dimensional. And so what we've created is the number one virtual mastermind for businessmen and physical mastermind for businessmen where we hold live events. We have an educational platform and I bring in the best speakers and teachers to help equip these men to be three-dimensional. And the most powerful part about it is all the men there building relationships, helping each other out. I look at life like a bar fight. If you were to get in a fight with a 350-pound power lifter that's never lost a fight in his life, you might be screwed by yourself. But if you have 40 other guys behind you that all stand up and say, hey, is there a problem? All of a sudden, you can go through anything. And that's what the brotherhood's like. It's like no matter what problem you go through in your life, you have 40 other guys that are all right there ready to punch that problem in the face and help you get to that next level. Uh, one of the easiest ways to get connected to that is through the Billion Dollar Brotherhood Facebook group. If you say you come from this episode, I'll make sure you get accepted with over 5,000 other men that own businesses as well. Well, I can say that I'm very impressed in meeting you, I think uh, about three years ago now, maybe even longer, just watching the growth that you have experienced and just your messaging as a whole has gotten so much clearer and more concise I think it's very obvious the amount of growth that you've shown as a person, as a leader, as someone who inspires. So I just want to congratulate you on that and say that I very much look up to all that you've accomplished. 
so far. And I know that you still have so much more to go. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And thank you for helping us get the message out there. It's just as humbling as the very first episode I've ever been on. And I really appreciate it. Never take it for granted. And I appreciate everyone listening to this point as well. Do not take that for granted either. For more info, visit getconnects.com. That's G-E-T-C-O-N-N-E-X-X.com. Or visit us on Facebook at connects, comma, I-N-C, or on Instagram at connects underscore. And a special thanks to our sponsor, Don Pablo. All their coffee is roasted in small batches, providing the freshest tasting coffee imaginable. Simply put, it's a better cup of coffee. Order on Amazon or at donpablocoffee.com. Thank you.